This episode of Lightning Strikes Thrice is brought to you by our incredible patrons, patrons such as Basim Nognog and Nathaniel. If you want to help us keep making the show like they do, you can visit pitchdrop.cash and contribute as little as a buck a month. We really appreciate it. are listening to lightning strikes thrice the jrpg games club podcast that is only motivated by revenge this is season eight episode 10 covering the church boss fight and the cutscenes thereafter in xenosaga episode three i'm your host matt marcus my pronouns are he him and with me today is still chris taylor my pronouns are he him simple arnett she her ryan Beatty, they them Last time, the crew broke into Labyrinthos to rescue Xion from Utic captivity. The crew then head over to the old church in order to protect Virgil, Fibronia, and young Xion from the oncoming onslaught of Song of Nephilim-crazed Realians. On the way back through the city, Momo hears something come at them and... Tackles Junior to safety, and this is like the the part where it's like an overpass over a highway, and a huge egg-scale sword just flies to the ground and impales itself, and Junior, like, says, like, damn it, why don't you try thinking about what's below when you're fighting in chaos, like, very quietly to himself, he's just, sorry, (laughs) because it's clearly him. Yep. Big fan. (laughs) Yeah, call back to, like, the... Yeah, call back to the like the best cutscene in the last game. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? I think I like the I think I like the car chase one more. I I like yeah, look, okay, one of the best ones. Whatever. There are only two good ones, let's be real. Th- there's like three good ones. The the one where uh Milsha explodes is very good to me. No, that sucks to me. I cannot I cannot visually understand that. Albedo's monologue at the end in the cathedral rules. Oh, that's true. What yeah, if holidays good. exist on that higher plane? Oh, yeah, but that's not like a CG, like, it's not visually good. That's not what a cutscene is, though. Yeah. It means you cut, you cut to another scene where the player doesn't have control. Come on, Matt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, it's a different kind of cutscene. It strengthens in, like, the concept and the dialogue more than, like, the visual direction. Is that what you're trying to... Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're about to talk about the second half of Ruined Milsha, but it was really interesting to me because the first section, like the first kind of third of Ruined Milsha, I was like, you know, it's kind of affecting to go through Burning Milsha now that we've spent so much time in Thriving Milsha and like we're we're back at what we remember of Milsha, which is just like conflict. But I really wish they did more with like altering the geometry and giving us more callbacks. And then all of a sudden it transforms and the geometry is altered and there are callbacks. Anyway. Also, Ryan voice, there's good dungeon ecology. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. on the first screen outside of Labyrinthos is the only time you fight howitzer enemies because that's where the defensive setup is. Mm -hmm. Love that. Mm -hmm. That's good. And also when, like, the soldiers come down through a transport and, and, and you get to blow so it like, the biggest and explosion yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. that yeah the, the, the one thing that's like kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to me is that a couple of the um field like the files for that side quest uh you find in destroyed milsha here Mm -hmm. and no, that makes sense oh, to me because you get them off people's bodies right no, no, that's no, like no, here's you, your here's your field intel no you don't find it from a body you find it from blowing up like objects if you yeah, go like that's down how it the highway got here okay right like the object collapses on a soldier who has this because this mm -hmm. is their mission briefing right okay well yeah. i i didn't see a soldier's body there so i was that, like well why you is this do hiding in here one, all right hold in on in one place you do and that's how i mentally justify yeah. that you okay, blow fair. up a transport that has fallen onto a guy and he's like yeah can you take this and expires oh oh yeah no that's later there's there's another one there's two files you find in this section and Got one it. of them is just hidden but and three if you didn't find the one that's like you have to go through the wall um like blow up and like go oh, to the non-functioning machine yeah, yeah oh, i forgot about machine. that the second time god damn it okay but yeah th there's another object there like in that same area that you blow up and it's just a yeah i got it the object. first time but not the second time no but there's two there now matt please remember one of the first ones you find is digging in a trash can nobody is keeping these <laughs> under fucking opsec yeah, yeah yeah true to be fair they don't need to be secret anymore Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a few screens later, the song of Nephilim activates and the situation continues to worsen. This cutscene is so good where you're like mm -hmm. running down the bridge with all like the tracer bullets through the air. Awesome. Mm -hmm. It's great. So just from a design standpoint, I want to talk about. We mentioned that, yeah, this whole Milsha flashback sequence feels like it would have been game four or five. There's. A part of me that wonders if we didn't set this up as we did X cutscenes, that was something we planned out early in development, and then we had to start making what we had fit, which is why we do five Labyrinthos runs. But since right. it's the only dungeon for this chunk of game, aside from, you know, the mine cave, it has so much love in it, and it's interconnected, and it loops back in on itself because it was designed mm -hmm. to be that from the start. We're getting to the point in the project where they know it's all got to be shoved out the door and let's slam it together. Labyrinthos yeah. is a fucking goat. Like, this version of Labyrinthos, greatest dungeon. Like, easy. Love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, as you're going through the battlefield, uh, you can pop back into that building where you, you know, go all the way up to the top and you got the balloon for the cat. And uh, unfortunately, you find the boy, and he's there, and he's dying. Uh. And he he asks if the cat who took his balloon will ride it to heaven with his last breath. And yeah, that's the end of that character. It's sadder if you didn't do it, because what he says is, if only I had that balloon, I could have flown away. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I legit. I was legit, like, very saddened by this. This really worked on my, me. My wife was in the room. She goes, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they, they did. Oh, my God. Yeah. It. Holy shit. That dog is cute. Sorry. Window. 
Yeah, they elicited some fucking pathos out of a side quest and some PS2 era pantomime. Great job. Yeah, the funny, you know, I was totally expecting, you know, being a, <laughs> to say like, I'm being a game of America who expects gamer treats. I expected something to be up there again. And I'm like, oh yeah, just for the trouble of like checking it again, I'm going to get hopefully another item. And it turns out, nope, I get sadness. <laughs> yeah. Also, they do transform the building too, right? Like a bunch of the windows are blown out in a way that's cool. Mm-hmm. And they're blown mm-hmm. out at the height and eggs would be, which is mm-hmm. cool to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Matt, do you yeah. want to know how fucking poisoned I am by just dwelling in almost entirely weird queer spaces for years at this point? You said as a gamer American, I thought you're straight and not aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> not aquatic? Gay yeah, a gamer American. American. Yeah, a gamer American. Oh. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> do it, yeah, that, that is also very funny to me that I am often now the like token cishet in, in a bunch of Discord. I'm sure everyone mm-hmm. loves you for that. Uh, oh, it's gotten him work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone literally asked, what does a straight guy think about this repeatedly? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I am writing another review uh, for Okazu. Hooray. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, Erica Friedman and I are internet friends now. But uh, I'm finally, I'm glad you finally found a way to justify only reading Yuri to your wife. Congratulations! <laughs> she doesn't know I read Yuri. <laughs> oh my god! That's a weird thing to keep from your spouse. Oh no no! Yeah, no, wait till no, she I mean, finds out. Not, and that's, that's not entirely hustle? true. Oh. I've, I've, I've said it in front of her, but I've not shown her what it is. <laughs> she she like goes to flip is. over your mattress after spilling a drink, and there's like 50 Yuri novels under there. <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris, this is why I buy digital. So it's all on my iPad. Mm. <laughs> also, because there's space. That's the worst version of Can I Let Me See Your Phone? Just <laughs> yes, oh, not even mad, just so disappointed in you. <laughs> just, just like tons and tons of. Are they, yeah. are they all teenagers? No, they're not all teenagers. No, they're mostly <laughs> teenagers. The you would get asked. No, this one's a thousand year old dragon, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Mage and Demon Queen? Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a webcomic. I'm not going to look it up. The thought of Chris reading Mage and Demon Queen is amazing to me. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's pretty funny, actually. It's pretty meme I'm no busy reading a real book. Fuck off. <laughs> because he would either, one of the realist books, love it <laughs> or immediately hate it because of how much he sees of his own style and tastes in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Uh, oh, I haven't told you this, Sybil. The reason I'm reading Romance of the Three Kingdoms is so I can better appreciate it as lore for Total War Three Kingdoms. <laughs> how will I appreciate all of the alternate sen- <laughs> How will I appreciate all of the alternate scenarios if I don't know the main scenario? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's I laugh, but it is absolutely some Ryan Beatty shit. Yeah, I, yeah, that's ex- that's exactly what this is. I'm, this is uh, like it's like reading Machiavelli's The Prince before you play Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> I'm reading absolute garbage Ryan suggested be as part of a pissing contest. And even I'm finding a way to judge you for this right now because that's <laughs> somehow worse. <laughs> I 
I spent incredible. six hours doing math on how skill speed affects damage over time spells just to be right in an argument with somebody else in our Discord. <laughs> Which is ex- that that is so funny to me because you went on a rant earlier today about how much you hate how much mediocre or pretty good video games are a waste of time and how valuable time is and you're out here spending six hours yeah. just to own someone i but that's something i like yeah <laughs> there are wicked and Mike. i have the time to do it because i don't do all the other dumb bullshit <laughs> yeah. i min max my time so i can do dumb shit <sighs> as the dumb bullshit doer Let me tell you about staying up an hour late this week because I thought one Super Robot Wars mission before bed as a treat, and it turned out it was the mission that's a time loop that repeats three times with (laughs) cutscenes for all of them. I was so salty because it was Mm. one of the plot lines I give no shits about, and I only Mm. started it before bed because it's like, this thing says it has a rating of like one-tenth my level. That's perfect. Oh, fuck you. You're making me just do filler waves into stupid story, into god-moding the ending of this dumb time loop. Okay, speaking of time loops, should I watch that anime? The Summer Vacation anime? Or have I already gotten everything I will get out of it by knowing what happens with it? The Summer Is Vacation this- anime? Yeah, like like Endless Summer or whatever. Haruhi? Yeah. Watch season one. Oh. But will will I get, will I have get anything else that I will not have gotten out of it by knowing what goes on with it? Or is it just literally a huge waste of my time? It is literally a huge waste of your time. It like Mm -hmm. fucking tanked that series and everything until the movie came out. It's such a good idea. Okay, but there is literally nothing more you can say about it being a waste of your time and the animators because they reanimate it every week for eight weeks two months i know but it's such a good idea and that's why i'm that's why i'm always perma curious if i should watch it because the idea is so good but also i fundamentally know i'll be wasting hours of my life I mean, I, I like the premise. Like, I was tempted to pick up those light novels at one point because I'm like, the premise is actually pretty good, even though it's another, you know, high school story. But, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe I'll just watch the one where the deer gets suplexed. That's a different show. <laughs> That's why I said the one. The show. Also, uh, <laughs> I, I fucking hated Nishi Show. I don't know what that is. Oh, I love Nietzsche. Oh, oh, I, so, wait, is that the is, one where the deer is, gets flipped? Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. I've watched like two episodes of that and I meant to go back, but it's on Funimation and I stopped. So that that is that is definitely a Sybil and Ryan are opposites. I hate Azumanga. I hate Nishijo. I thought they were the same guy for years, but no, just two people came up with the style of humor that I can't fucking stand. Is Azumanga the 4chan <laughs> one? Yes. Yeah, it is. What, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, much if beloved by Fortune, you know. like Lucky Star. Uh, I, I knew it was very popular. That's all I knew about it. Yeah, Fortune adopted that Azumanga Lucky Star, and the second thing the Azumanga guy did that broke out in the West, uh, Yotsuba. Interesting. It turns out they all have little four-year-old looking girls. Hmm. Less interesting. <laughs> There's a reason. 
Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> so well, I did watch that. Um, the we're man talking about ice cream truck. Yeah. No, we're oh, talking about the man in the ice cream truck. They're adults. Gotcha. <laughs> well, no, but the person who was hanging out there when we were first going through the town of Milsha or the city of Milsha is that there is a little girl who's like, there's an ice cream man over there. So, you know, oh, I, I didn't know she was working in the truck. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So that's, okay. So, yeah. Anyway, back to the plot. Near the end, this actually happens before you run into the truck. One of the guys who was an NPC, he was probably the one that told you about the tickets. He's sitting by the plate that you first saw, like the save plate when you first entered the uh, the commercial district. And he says, by the way, the shop has new items, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But then if you go over there, the thing is, there's a fork there. And uh-huh. if you go to the fork where he is and the plate is and the shop is, that's also in the back. There is the ice cream truck, which for me, the people in there died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bummer. Big bummer. But apparently if you had closed the flap on the truck, they survive. <laughs> Imagine some Federation troops going, this Sonic is off model. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, this is the point where you should save. You should, you know, Spend the money that you need for your upgrades because if you went the other way, like Chris uh-huh. did, what happens? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. So I'm going to talk. I'm so mad about this. So when you come into the city every time, you come in from the side with the shop, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I have never been down the other side of this fork of this bush. I just never noticed it because you can't notice things in the direction of the camera in Xenosaga because you can only see six inches in front of you that way. So I didn't even know there was this other fork here until this time when I discovered it. And I said, oh, I wonder if there's treasure down here. And then you forcibly leave with no EP, no gear upgrades, and get owned by Virgil, and then have to do Pelligree in this entire dungeon again. Oh, you didn't even save before Pelligree? Oh, that's right. I before Pelligree, not after. Mm-hmm. Oh, not after Pelligree. That's right. You had to fight Pelligree Because I didn't again. know about that. So I had to do Pelligree yeah, 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 again yeah, yeah, also. Yeah. Oh, F. It is so weird that it puts you on auto run mode. Yeah. And why? So because weird. it doesn't make you auto run from Labyrinthos to the city. You could leave the city and go back to Labyrinthos. There's no yeah. reason to not let you go back to town. It was more effort to make it worse. <laughs> I mean, I think they probably could have like limited, like they didn't want you to just fuck around at that point. So like, I get that they wanted to get you to point A to point B to keep the momentum going, but they should have just let you walk that section so you could turn around and go back yes the reason i brought up that this feels like a very condensed xenosaga 4 or wherever it would have been is that this sequence especially with cutscenes teleporting you around is some real the wheels are falling off the car let's avoid the Mm -hmm. wall but that was just the theme of this episode was them teleporting you around and every time they did it like i missed out on some bullshit and it made my day worse there's clearly meant to be more in between material here, and they Absolutely. just couldn't. yeah, and, uh, yeah, they just don't. They pulled out some things that they didn't do before, so you wouldn't have expected it. Okay, yeah. we're just town note. Also, you remember the parking lot outside Labyrinthos? Yes. Yep. If you go all the way to the left, there's like a highway entrance, and if you try to interact with it, there's like a voice line that says, please move, you're blocking the emergency vehicle entrance. Love to imagine ambulances slamming into cars in this parking lot at 80 miles an hour. 
Why would you have an emergency vehicle highway into a parking lot? It's Labyrinthos. They did it for a laugh. Yeah. Well, and also, like, to to get more bodies to experiment on, probably. Just, like, you know, back them all right up here. So, we get to the chapel. Also, Momo won't let you leave here because she hears gunshot. She's like, no, I gotta go check that out. Uh (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the chapel, Virgil lies in Fabrodia's lap. She tells him the noise outside is the sound of battle, and he realizes it's the Federation descent operation. And he discusses how he'd always heard realians or mindless killing machines before meeting her. And she just says, that's only on human orders. We won't harm anyone without command. Haven't you read a book before? (laughs) Unfortunately, at this point, Shion bursts in and being chased by the now berserk Federation realians who very disappointingly just make zombie sounds. What's the deal with that? It's Is a, that how we thought that? It's a downgrade. In the last game, when we saw the operation on foot, they were definitely just, like, trigger-happy, um, sort of like, like the totally URTVs. Silent. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like, ah! That was or, spooky, but now yeah. they're, like, chasing you with a lead pipe or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That it's sucks, not, dude. It, yeah. Although, it does make the upcoming violent cutscene spookier. <laughs> I like that bit, but where did Virgil get a sword? <laughs> it was part of him brought a sword. I think one of the realities. I think one of the realities had a sword. Have, like, pipes. No, one of them has a, has like a blade. Like oh, like, one rocks. of the first ones you see. Reminder, dude. Okay. He was a soldier, and we do have his clothes in this church. Yeah, but he. <clears throat> okay, soldiers in Zeno Saga, unless they're Jin Uzuki, do not have swords. Oh, there, there were the knife dudes that were in uh, Labyrinthos. Yeah, but those are Krav Maga guys. That's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Feb being the only person here in decent shape, tries to get between young Xion and Virgil and the mob, but uh, she just, like, gets beaten to death and then, like, eaten? Yeah. So there is so much blood in the undub in this cutscene. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, every- yeah, 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 yeah. Like every every blow that the realian strike is, there's just like a gout of blood, and then when she gets eaten, there's like bubbles of it. It's <gasps> fucked up. So, Xion is on the ground in shock, and then Virgil just goes into a rage to say, You're no better than us! This isn't what you were made for! Which is, like, very interesting for Virgil to say, because it reveals that in his heart of hearts, he has come around to what to Fabronia's point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 
this whole scene, this is like the Virgil redemption arc, and it is like the only successful for me redemption arc in Xenosaga mm-hmm. so far. You I, know, yeah. I, I I gotta say, uh, I did kind of like did a big oof when he was calling out the Realians for being cannibals. Well, 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 technically, eating Realians isn't cannibalism. <laughs> it kind of is, though. It kind of <laughs> well, is. We'll get kinda. there. Yeah. That's that's a little later. Yeah. Um, the child. Ahead. Oh, go ahead. Or you, no, I was going to continue reading. So if you have a point, carry on. Well, yeah, I was going to say that, like, and and again, we'll we'll get here a little bit later when we complete the Virgil Redemption arc. But the difference here is that it is trying to conjure your memories of Episode One Virgil and how vile he was, and it works. Le- he sit. Yep. They do a cinematic mirroring where he picks up the rifle to defend a reality and rather to, they, than to gun down like five of them. Right. And it makes his like reality and cannibalistic villainy and racism in episode one that much more tragic because like it's sympathetic. Yeah. Like, I don't agree with you, but I see how you got here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like not excusing him, but it does absolutely both explain and redeem a lot about. Oh, no, I like him, even though he's evil because sad. (laughs) (laughs) You liked Virgil before. Uh, No, I this is this is a this is a running roast of Ryan. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm normal about Emmett Silk. (laughs) The The young guy. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. There's like five layers of memes here. I can't get into this. Okay. Young Xi'an takes cover behind the altar, and at some point, Virgil peeks around with it, with Theb's corpse under his arm, and just asks her if she can run. Xi'an nods yes. He gives her a card key and just says, Do not go to the city! There's a tunnel nearby. They'll take you straight to Labyrinthos. Go be with your family. Huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Virgil responsible for it. Hey, go check out. Go get this trauma. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Shion grabs the key card and runs, leaving him with the horde. And it just made me realize that she that she just ran through the same section we just auto ran through. <laughs> back yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Eat my asshole. <laughs> okay, I do. See, what say, what happened though? Well, you should have taken control of little Shion and been able to just push the the stick so that she walks back to Labyrinthos. <laughs> Oh, I would have been so angry. <laughs> okay, we're not going to talk about it, but so I'm going to bring it up now. There's this bit when you're going to leave the chapel where Junior opens the side church door, and I was so excited to see the side church door come up because mm-hmm. it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it there? Yeah. <laughs> it's fire <yeah>. code? <laughs> no! <laughs> Those doors open outwards. They're fire code compliant. Maybe maybe it was Chekhov's side door this whole time, and the reason it existed was so that Junior could bust in. <laughs> so no, he go he opens it to see if there are re- of realians on that exit. Like, oh right, they're all a- it's so funny. <laughs> <sighs> so the church is not far from where we regain control. We take like five steps through the woods, and then we're back into a cutscene. When we do so, we find a pinned Virgil screaming for us to flee and save ourselves. Adult Xion, on the other hand, sees a dead Feb on the ground, growls, and just charges straight into this mob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a 
it's a mook battle. These are generic realians. They're not doing anything interesting. We're gonna you have kill them in one fights. turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's not worth mentioning. They're not a mini boss. After the battle, you know, we've cleared some space. Virgil remembers he sent little Shion fleeing, and he goes, "Wait, shit! Realians can share information, can't they?" And Shion's like, "Yeah, they got a they got a subconscious thing. We talked about it last time. They're new types." Oh shit. That means I think I just put this kid in danger because I just told her where to go in front of this horde, <laughs> meaning they can all beeline for her. So Shion's like, all right, we're going to save this kid. We're going to save you. Get up. And she picks him up, starts acting as a human cane for him. I'm partway through. I'm a little bummed out, actually, about the compression of this game, because I bet you we would have gotten some more what it's like reality and life experience about what it's like for the collective unconscious when a bunch of them go berserk like that. Mm. And I want, I want that lore. And we yeah, don't that would have been a good ex- compressed. Right. Good point. Like, what is the song of Nephilim like for that? You know what I mean? Yeah, that would have been really cool to explore. You're right. My instant response to this is I feel like I have an easy answer, which is yeah, the you song can of hand Nephilim, wave it, which is they get disconnected from the cluster when there's a problem or whatever. Well, that would be what drives them mad is suddenly they don't have that bond. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's my instant take that on the that. song of Nephilim is the, the separation device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a disconnect. It's cutting you off from what seemed like you as the whole. And that's why they all snap. Well, it also mm-hmm. cuts them off from their literal mind, which is why they go berserk, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just cool. feel like that, I like that. that tracks instantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um. Partway through leaving, he is, he's not quite at the point of slurs yet, but he's talking about these, these cannibalistic monsters. And Xion just has this, oh, realization that this is what sets him on the path to being the miserable, vicious man she met before he died. Yeah. You know, like, he's not, he doesn't have any, I ate a bunch of realian scars yet. He does, you know, he's just got an organ in him. That's it. So she thinks for a second, and she hands him a little PDA and goes, as a very last resort, this is the destruct code for realians. He's like, why do you have this? Now, let's let's How recall. did he get it last time? He got it he hacked from it, right? on this battlefield, eating through all of them and taking some of that knowledge from their fucking brains and bodies. How does that work don't worry about my it. man probably did some frankenstein shit with their heads and a computer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we never got an explanation but yeah he he literally says in the aftermath of the conflict on various battlefields he ate his way through the fucking realians and picked up this data so in trying to avert things we have caused a problem because Shion and Virgil are real slow to move, and there are starting to be another mob in the church. And she's like, giving up isn't like you. Come on, we got to keep going. And he goes, you're right. And he shifts his weight at the door, hurling her to the ground on her own momentum, and slams the door shut, barring himself inside the church. So Shion is going, you cannot do this. What did we just say about giving up? And all Virgil says is, make sure the girl is safe. We just see him limp towards the crowd. He goes, I never got her name. That is really weird that I didn't think to ask about it in like a week. 
and he mm. flicks the switch, blowing up the building, flinging Xion on her ass and collapsing the church's roof. And this is really interesting here because it's like it's like a redemption arc for Virgil, but redeeming who he was before the game started. And then we get to later, we get to soft redeem who he is now. And mm-hmm. like they completely cleanse that character entirely. Virgil is probably the most sketch character besides Cherenkov. And that's really weird. Hmm. So, yeah. yo, just a reminder for a laugh. Xenosaga the animation decides that I this know, guy is going to live a whole thing and then only die in like two seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good. I also like it that they're not trying to do like time travel paradox shit where like, you know, Testament Virgil disappears or anything because as we Yeah, because it's not time travel, it's alternate right. universe, right? Right. Right. We're just like in a pocket universe where it hasn't happened yet, but it still has happened outside. It's nice. Mm. Well, as far as we know right now. Hold on to that statement. Okay. So, Xion runs back into the church, but there's nothing left of him, not even a corpse. It's not really quite the change of history she hoped for, but then, above the church, she hears him laughing. Specifically, Let's go! Yeah, it is Blue Testament Virgil, and he's basically just like, through the like the blasted out roof of the church, he's like up there on a rafter, cracking up at all of this from up there. And he congratulates her on a job well done, calling it a fun time for all. And then he teleports down to Feb's corpse, insulting her. And then Shion says, she did that to save you. And Virgil's like, I didn't ask her to. She saved me on her own and she died on her own. Which I don't think he believes. No. But <laughs> suddenly, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, well, then why did you give me that code in the first place, Miss Realian Lover? And she's like, well, it's because I wanted to keep you alive. And he asks a very trenchant question where he is like, so wait, my life was worth all of theirs? And Suck is liberal anti-racism. Yeah, he's really twisting the knife with some very uncomfortable truths. And she's absolutely trying to escape her own inconsistency and culpability. Fucking, he says at one point, the word hypocrite doesn't even begin to describe you, which is just fucking so brutal. So, is this, this where emotional... he owns her ideals yet? That's the next bit. Okay. Yeah, it's the very next bit. And so this emotional whiplash is beating her down, and he just praises her, calling it human instinct. Destruction serves as a way to feel out others and confirm your own existence. Then, you try to find atonement to comfort yourself and you're after you're unable to deny your instincts i do love how each testament has a slightly different like evil person philosophy yeah. and they are just like saying them in in sentences now it rocks weird. so like i want to just dwell on that for a second what do you think testament albedo's personality is Ah, oh, that's a good question <laughs> All we know about him is that Wilhelm called him the Weaver of the Eternal Circle of Zarathustra. Mm. Mm. That's so interesting. I mean, is I just want a hot take. What's anyone think? Is he going to be pro end of Evangelion, like LCL, everyone is connected? Is 
is his deal going to be connection, that, but like in an evil way? That makes sense to me because that's all he wants out of Rubido Negredo, right? Mm-hmm. Like the thing that really fucked him up is when he freaked them out too much and they got more distant from him. Mm-hmm. And that's what made him start to spiral. But also knowing that he was uh, immortal and they weren't. Right. Right. Okay. That makes sense to me. That's a good read. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just figured I'd uh, poke at that before we get some answers later. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Virgil continues saying that the two of them have the same arc right down to the methodology. You also disassembled realians, but where I survived, your dream was to give consciousness to inorganic matter, comforting yourself for the hatred towards your father and anger over your mother's death. The same thing drives you and I. Revenge. Fucking got her ass. (laughs) For real. Uh Uh-huh. Also... He had, I just want to say, he has an anime villain line that I love for how over the top it is, where he says, hope is but a fine mist to be evaporated by the daylight of reality. <laughs> love so it. It's good. Let's go. It's good. It's good. The entire time we're out here in this fucking like <laughs> anime ass rainstorm with the lightning going on. Oh, oh. I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking like, she, you know. The, the main difference between uh, Virgil and Xi'an is Xi'an tried to change the organization from the inside, except the organization uh-huh. is realians. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I wasn't, was not doing a bit when I said suck it, liberal anti-racism. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But then the Testament lays out an offer and saying that she should be more honest with herself. She's on the same path he was. She has the same desires. He joined with them. He's talking about Kevin, but he's not saying the name. It's the same thing as the Margulis and Jen earlier. Right. Admitted his will. I'm, try, or I'm trying to get the, the sense of that sentence. After, he admitted what he really wanted. After this okay. bit, he's saying, you know who else did this? Kevin did this. Kevin joined gotcha. up with us because he figured out what he wanted. But the quote is, admitted his will. Okay, yeah, it, Reads a little funny in the text here. I'm sure it made more sense. Well, of course it does, because you're not saying it in an anime villain voice. <laughs> I didn't We're not want saying to it in trans- Japanese where the ambiguity of it is uh, is easier to get away I'm with. I'm sorry. I didn't want to transcribe five fucking solid <laughs> no, minutes it's, of this. It's not, it's, it's not a, not a mark of oh, This cutscene is so long. It's so good. Loved yeah. every second of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and then, and I love having to skip through it five times because I, because I died and have to like do this again and wait for each one to load individually. It was the PS2, and every designer was a goddamn idiot. Yeah. Unileska, yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> Unileska is a great fight, but shout out to that fucking cutscene though. Yeah, the one half of us memorized. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But. What Virgil's talking about is he's offering the position of a testament to Xion. And Jin then decides, uh, I'm, I, I'm done listening to this, and <laughs> tells her, like, just, this is a terrible idea. Don't listen to him. And Jin tries to attack Virgil directly with, like, a fucking laser, like, beam from his sword. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, which uh, sh- shout outs to how Jin has magic sword attacks. Love it. Uh-huh. Love it. We've uh-huh. seen both him and Margulis summon lightning from that shit I, before. No shit. I know, but I love it. I'm not <laughs> saying it's new. Yeah. I'm just super uh-huh. here for it. And then Virgil just turns out to be fucking handsome. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he summons uh, you know, Virgil easily deflects the beam and summons a massive heartless that like 
you know, floats out from on top of him. And then we start a boss fight. Yeah, we're here on Destiny Island. That's exactly what it looks like. Amazing. Is it extremely? It is extremely Kingdom Hearts. For our non-Kingdom Hearts listeners, Virgil now has a stand behind him. It looks like cream. That's, Don't say that. That's it also does. Uh, it really call. looks like cream. Cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> nope. We will not talk about JoJo's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, you gotta steal from Virgil. He has the thing called the Union Neck, which is gives you a plus one boost gauge limit, which is extremely strong, like Union's. Great accessory. <laughs> And now to the actual fight. Virgil kicks off using Overtaker immediately, sending his boost gain rate to as high as possible for the whole battle. He has like a really large revenge stat, but it's not every time. I don't know why, because I was able to attack with Jin just fine the whole time. Okay, so it's not every time. Got it. Maybe revenge doesn't trigger when you hit them with their elemental weakness, because the second time I came in here, I had the um, the flame thing on Jin, flame avatar. Mm hmm. And that might bypass it, but I didn't get any revenges in the second battle when I had that. Okay. All I know is I was I was disappointed that I remembered having an anti-revenge object to or like equipment, but that was only for the ESs. So I went to go right. like put it back on, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> what we're talking around is that anyone who uses a melee attack will get counterattacked. But I guess there's some way I, around that that we don't have. That's not true, because Cosmos can't equip the flame avatar for some reason, but she didn't get revenge either. So well, it must just be like... I think her I, basic melee doesn't count because it's an ether. Well, no, it's... Oh, I, it's it? only... It, I, I really think it's only like a 75% chance for counter or something like that, because I was able with like four characters, because one of my people died and I switched them out, they were all able to attack at least once and not get counterattacked, I swear. All right. Oh, also, it's because Cosmos was using cannon in the second fight the whole time because it's mm. so strong. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely got countered a bunch, but not every time. Okay, then. Yeah. Melee characters are at high risk for counter. I rescind yeah. my note. Shoutouts to Junior here, by the way, if you have down fist. I hate the name of the, the effect down skin, by the way. I hate to be down skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which gross. I think is actually just like you take more break damage. Is that what that is? Uh, no, it's more physical damage. I think we call that degloving. Okay. Oh, no. fuck. Oh, yep. Yep. My least I favorite word reaction. It's very good. Remember when that happened on multiple Resident Evil movies? Oh. Yeah. It's is that just new? like a Resident okay. Evil game. Is that new one good enough to watch? Because my no. child loves Resident Evil. It's horrendous. To watch it. it is, okay. it is but, no, so bad. Okay, but from the perspective of, I have already seen all of the other ones twice. No, I'm me. I'm me and I love the others. No, okay. don't. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> if I had a rolled up newspaper in audio form. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we don't have soundboards. <laughs> I do have a soundboard. No oh, soundboards. Oh no. no soundboards. <laughs> no. I do have a soundboard. <laughs> you will be banned from this podcast. <laughs> the sign Virgil has moved on to his second base is when he starts buffing himself up multiple times with offensive. When this happens, you should begin healing everyone's HP and break gauges. The other thing that works great is the nullifier item, which I had like seven of for some reason. Not sure where I got those, but they're in some chests. Which one? Which one is that? 
So a nullifier will totally negate an enemy's buffs. And so I was able to just like cancel out his offensive every time. And, you know, he still does multiple attacks at once when he starts boosting himself. And so I still was in danger, but it it was really helpful to just immediately hit him with a nullifier. Okay. So what he'll do during his buffed up period is he'll use a victim hail, which great name for a spell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an all party ice attack. It has a fucking sick black and white inversion for a second. Love it. It does like 600 damage to everybody, gives him a full boost gauge and then some basically breaks everybody and then he just fucking goes nuts after a while. Anti-ice accessories work very well against him because this is a JRPG. If you can survive the victim hail once up, Yoshida be able to clear the fight. Definitely died the first time here because uh, I was trying to get Momo and Cosmos killed so I could get their EP back because I had no way to heal. <laughs> then Junior got broken and murdered because he was the last person left alive. Second time around, though, you have the ice down accessories, you have the shock absorbers, you full guard. And then if I had I had Cosmos's blocker with like a plus 300 and she managed to not get broken by this. She had like 10 left. Yeah, that's that's wild. Because like and I definitely the fight. <laughs> I definitely got owned by victim hail the first time it happened because I don't know, for some reason in like previous boss fights, whenever I, you got that message of special attack is coming, I found that like, oh, I would guard next turn and then nothing would happen. I'd be like, oh, that's wasting a turn. So maybe it'll give me one more round before I have to do something. So I was just like, oh, just getting some more attacks in, maybe getting another buff. And then Victim Hail comes out and just fucking owns everybody. Just, just like from 800 like, damage AOE, probably? No, no, no. 1,700. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, no. God. It's Fuck literally, you. like, literally, I had full characters at full health just get wiped. And so, <laughs> so I put on the ice walls and guarded the next time, and it wasn't as bad. But yeah, the break damage is still so high that it broke my entire party every single time. Yeah. I think that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I am over level because I like fighting guys and getting skills, but I haven't like been grinding. But at the end of this episode, everyone is like level 31 to tell you where we're at. Yeah, you're way ahead of me I'm on that front. 28, 29, I think. Yeah, I'm about 27, yeah. 28. Yeah, but like I put the, you know, flame avatars on that second level cannon of Cosmos attack. It does like 600 something damage every time. It's great. Oh, I don't have that. I want that. Where do you get that? You just level her up. Or maybe that's because I, I'm not doing blocker. I'm doing the other skill. Yeah, it might be a skill tree. I think it's skill tree. Yeah, there's there's a... Oh, like that's a, interesting. Yeah, there, there's a higher level cannon, which is a fire attack. And yeah, it does so much damage. Like, even yeah, without cannon like... cannon one is huge. Yeah, yeah. Cannon two is even bigger. Like, firebolt three is like 800 damage here. 1600 on a crit, which is fucking wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I do love that we're starting to get into the skill trees enough where we're getting, like, crit boosts for certain types of enemies. Because, oh, yes. like, oh, uh, man, like, I didn't talk about it in Labyrinthos, but, like, having uh, Cosmos have, like, bio crit and, like, just using yeah. the chain gun on dudes and just getting, like, more than half of them hit as crits. Oh, so good. Okay, check this out. Check this out. Elemental buffs apply to multi-hit special attacks. So you just fucking annihilate this guy with Jin if you have Flame mm -hmm. Avatar equipped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
when yeah. you do spark waltz or whatever. Bennett would be just as good on Cosmos if she could equip it. She can't equip Flame Avatar for some reason. No, I noticed that too. I think she can't equip any of them, uh, any of the elemental ones. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Momo? No, Cosmo. She got the fat robot fingers, I guess. No rings. Well, no, it's because her hand keeps turning into like cannons and blades and shit. I think it okay. might be because you know she what? has a default ether element. I know, but whatever. I'd have to check. I never remember yeah. if Cosmos is or not. She is so tanky. It is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a this was a good fight. Yeah, I love it. This is a great fight. The combats we're like really getting into it, where there's a ton of flexibility in how you can approach things now. But, and I like that you could still land debuffs on a boss. You know, yeah. I, I did skin down on on this boss, and it's like it's always bullshit when you have a JRPG and you have this entire, you know, all of these skills and you just can't Let's use be real. them. You're just complaining about Final Fantasy. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> just complaining about Final Fantasy. And I guess Dragon Quest probably too. Bit? They don't actually have that many debuffs that you can employ in most Dragon yeah. Quest games. Yeah, Dragon Quest okay. is kind of crap about those. Man, mm. debuffs are too complicated for people who have been playing the same game for 30 years. They're <laughs> tiny, they're tiny baby brains can't handle it. For what mm. it's worth, <clears throat> since I usually praise it, I will shit on Trails in Cold Steel 2 plus make it so that bosses can only take one round of status down. Instead oh, that also of, sucks. That actually sucks ass because it takes a lot of really creative build options out of some fights. Yeah, yeah. I forget what there was definitely I a think, game I, I was can playing understand that, the appeal of that, though, right? Because then you like it's about time it perfectly. And is this worth not blocking or whatever? Oh, you yeah. Know what and, I mean? and some of them are built around if you hit them with one round of poison, one round of mute, whatever. It's a great use, but it still sucks because it means if you have, yeah. say, a guy who's built around every hit has 10% chances of 17 status effects and none of them will ever go off reliably when they already have high resistance sucks ass. Yeah, that yeah. does suck. I do want to just dwell on since we're talking about Virgil and the symbolism thereof, the name victim hail takes on a whole different idea as a last ditch super move of emotional trauma. When you get this next cutscene. <laughs> yeah, hadn't thought about that, had you? Whoa. <laughs> Jump. Hail to the victims. When you finally knock Virgil out of combat, Fabronia's voice rings out from behind him. Her spirit has appeared, but neither of them can face the other. Half of this cutscene is just her looking away from him. 
And she pleads with him to toss away the cloak of nihilism he's wearing to just accept himself instead of trying to force his self-loathing on the world. Hey, victim hail. Got his ass. Yeah. But now he's on the back foot like Shion was earlier. And she, you don't know me. We aren't the same. <laughs> and he's talking about how Feb is just like those other wandering souls. And again, she calls to him saying, you're, you're in the same boat. You're a dead guy who's refusing to go. We've we've discussed what gnosis are at this point, right? A little uh, bit, yeah. We it's, maybe it, I forgot. I don't know if the revelation I'm thinking of is later in this game or if it's just so early that we've known the whole time. I don't think so. I'll hold I off. I don't know. Okay, yeah. As far as I'm aware, there's still spirits within, guys. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then we don't know. Then. All right. Yeah. Hold on to those other wandering souls. Slowly, she she wears him down and gets him to admit, no, you loved me just as much as I loved you. That You just watched this whole thing that happened, asshole. You are so tied up in my death that you resisted your own just to try and get a chance to come back to this point in time. That's oh. why you're a testament. Oh, it's so good. Big gut punch right there. Yeah, no, just ab ab that's that's all that's all I was gonna say. It's just huge gut punch. Bodied. And like again, let's just lean into what we know about the other testaments. Kevin back for Shion. Voyager sticking around because Jan's sour. Just to own hmm. a guy. That yeah. one's funny to me. <laughs> and then of course Albedo and Junior and Negredo. Yeah, Albedo is a Albedo is a question mark right now. Because yeah. he did not stick around to talk to Junior. He did not. So, thinking back to this whole subplot of being in an alternate plane of existence and all that and timeline, like, is she trying to imply that he pushed for this or he knew this was going to happen so that he would come back and revisit it? Like, I'm trying to think how much agency does Virgil specifically have in this implication that. Fabronia is putting forward here. Start questioning what got us here. Okay. I already forget how we got here. It's the crystal, right? The crystal yeah, that... Yeah, curb um, stomping, cosmos, Shion screams, big light. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. And so, given to her by Kevin. Mm-hmm. My mm. Kevical romance. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hate so that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this point the feb spirit is no longer turned away but she's just embracing virgil from behind and they it, like it, they did the ghost pottery scene but made it extremely sad and like heartwarming you instead of sexy you can't say that <laughs> <laughs> do you why not, I, I, can't, can't, that I can't deal with that <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost embracing a human from behind. That's the fucking ghost pottery scene. Okay, my reference to this is I played Fatal Frame 2 yesterday, so mine's very different. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Getting hugged by a murdered lady's ghost while you read her journal. God. Uh, That's really what I was thinking about when, I, when she said Kevin came back for me was, oh, M Mia's, Miyamaki came back. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, I was literally thinking Patrick Swayze and Ghost, so... 
That's what that's what I was talking. I about. I know you were. I'm was, just like, the, okay. yeah, that's how Chris had such a different reaction. Christ. Yeah. It does feel different when you know you're not used to being a big spoon, and then you get big spooned. Mm, that's fair. It hits different, especially when it's a ghost. Uh, being a little spoon fucking rocks. Your wife can't complain about uh-huh. your boner. Shout outs. Be the little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Not over here. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so Virgil I have just, ascended and become too horny Virgil just lifts up Fabronia's body and her spirit is walking beside him and they both just go into this gateway of light that appears and she has like what am I supposed to do now and I yell figure it out bitch and that's what Fabronia says <laughs> yeah <laughs> I wrote this down almost verbatim. I think I skipped one sentence fragment. But Feb's last words to her are, believe in yourself, do what your heart tells you. She's right beside you. Thank you, Shion. And reminder, this is something that the spirit of Mizrahi also told her on the Yowie Beach. Hey, believe in yourself. She's beside you. The Yowie Beach? The Moai Beach? (laughs) No, no, no. It's the Yowie Beach. Why is it the Yowie Beach? A, because it's where they go in Kingdom Hearts. B, oh, because true. it's in Common Rider a few times. C, I don't like, know about it's, that. it's referencing an actual Wait, place. Wait, is Common Rider a yaoi? Sometimes. Dude, <laughs> Double is a series about two men sharing the same body. That is what Final Fantasy XIV is about. Um, mm-hmm. Decade is hella gay for a few people. Zeo is kind of a weird love triangle between two men and a woman, and it's the two men who are driving it. There's a lot of homoeroticism in common. You thought this was a porno, but it was me, Zio. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot. You you were the fucker who said no JoJo's. (laughs) Yeah, but that was a good one. (laughs) Eat my asshole like Vanilla Ice does Dio. (laughs) I am. Anyway. Oh yeah, that guy's name is Vanilla Ice. That was very confusing to me for a second. Yeah, vanilla ice and his stand cream. Yeah. So, when the spirits vanish, and they fly off into the sky in a burst of light, Jin is the one telling Xion to focus, but Cosmos is the one on her knees helping her up. Just to rub this in. So, also, it they fucking, they look more like biblical angels, not like biblically accurate angels, but like you see like weird golden wing shapes around them as they enter this gate of light, which I, bad I love it when they... That's a two human, buddy. <laughs> no! <laughs> and then Feb gets a game over in two human. Wait a second. <laughs> when did that relate? That wasn't out by then, was it? No! No. I'm just okay, ruining no. this for Riot. Well, I know yeah. it had been announced, but it's like, no, that didn't come out for another console cycle. <laughs> and then there's like a two minute load time until the next cutscene. If this were a two human. Yeah, that two minute load time is a Mukrealian battle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we gain Tiny Xion as an ally now. She doesn't do anything, but she's joined Alan in our guest slot. Oh, older Xion promises that she'll protect the girl because she knows the pain she's in more than anyone. But right now, we're not going to confront that pain because we're going to save our game at the old transportation gate and return in two weeks. The only party chat I have is I've started using Momo instead of Xion and made Jin learn Rear Steel instead. 
everyone should learn rare steel. Not everyone can, I don't think. No. It's uh, like, some of them get it late. Well, yeah, they're in like other, I assume there's other EX skills. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that the I... EX skills are different for everybody, by the way. That's cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's neat. It's different from like a license it, board situation, which is nice. right. It makes it so every party comp is viable because everyone has slightly mm-hmm. different flexes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have turned Shion into a buff machine, which is really nice. Like just being able to pop offensive, defensive, balanced, quick. Like it doesn't really feel like wasted turns because it makes everything so much quicker and safer. It's it's really nice. No, Ryan, Cosmos is the buff machine. <laughs> I don't know. Ziggy counts. <laughs> Ziggy oh, is that's the buff true. machine, too. <laughs> my, my wife came in and she's like, why does that guy look like weird David Bowie? Because <laughs> <laughs> he Did is weird David Bowie. Name? Yeah. His name is literally Ziggy. <laughs> yeah. Then she rolled her eyes and left. Ziggy played my farm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. So I was mostly rolling when I didn't have Shion, I had Momo in there. So it was like Momo, Cosmos, and Jin. And like I would swap in Ziggy if I needed like somebody else tanky. Or like sometimes I feel like Jin just doesn't have enough moves as a evade tank. Mm-hmm. And I would just Are you like evade oh, tanking I, with him? Yeah, I did. It's a good I decided that a oh, while ago. No. But well, here, here, Chris, it feels super sick when you dodge and then do an immediate counter. Which I know, happens I know like, I've played oh. Xenoblade Chronicles 1. That's what Dunbon is. I have not. Yeah, I oh. also haven't. Okay, he so. does yell electric gut buster a lot, and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> the way uh. he says, oh, you know what? Maybe you should play Xenoblade Chronicles 1. There's a lot of good memes. It's Ryan time. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. oh, I'm uh-huh. sorry. It's time. I'm sorry. Right now, I have. Super Robot Wars 30 for that. Yeah, I really... you. That meme must have been so baffling when I did that It's Ryan Time bit in Xenosaga 1 season. You must have been so baffled by that. I think one of you sent me an image. No, yeah, you definitely posted like the video, the Ryan Time video a couple of times. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That's my favorite YouTube video. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, occasionally I'd bring in Ziggy, who's just, like, another tank and then has more break moves than Jin does. But otherwise, yeah, like, I I like Xion and, like, her complement of, uh, like, buff skills. The one thing is, yeah, she's a little weak uh, compared to Momo when it goes to, like, the elemental party-wide attacks. Because those are really good. Like, Momo's uh, ether spells are really, really good. Yeah, she is so fucking strong. Yeah, but I've not leveled up her special attack at all. Speaking of that, that's what a lot of my party development this week was, is I wanted to get as many multi-hit skills as possible because there are some characters who really lack that. And even just getting a tier two generic ether for an element or two opens up so much more being able to Swiss army your way out of crap battles. Mm Mm-hmm. When you start getting like raging C, it is wild how much boost you get off of that. Oh, because yeah. you get boost Raging's per so hit. Good. 
even including like Momo's spells, you're doing multiple yeah. finishing strikes of battle. Oh, and it feels so good to do like guilty oh, yeah. arrow and get like five finishing strike oh, crits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it. it feels so good. Because they go down yeah. left to right and it's finishing strike popping up staggered. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Gamer um, treats for days. Like I, I was using um block shot from Xion to do that kind of thing. So, but I, I do have one question. Sybil, do you know what seal does? Um, what? Seal? Yeah. Seal, like the uh, the yeah. status effect. It like blocks them from doing stuff. There's a bunch of different ones. There's like, when you have a little T with an X that seals your tech attacks, there's sealing boost for a character. That character can't be right. boosted. Like, I'm not sure what it, what, because Lockshot does have that status effect, but I'm not sure exactly what it's inhibiting. Seal what? So does it not say? No, I don't yeah, think there so. Should, there is almost always a thing above, like a status effect above that affected character's head that will show you shorthand of what it is sealing. I'm going to go yeah, I don't, yeah. look at yeah, it. I'm going to try to look, look at the, the game. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. While you do that, I will pull out our database entry of the week. Let's hit it. Let's fuck oh, me yeah. up, fam. Let's go. Database entry 162, Procurator. Describes an AI that serves oh. to extract user-requested data from the immense network known as the UMN. Data is managed by various AIs within the UMN, and procurators access these AIs on the user's behalf. This allows the user to effectively retrieve the information he or she is seeking. Procurators primarily take voice commands. Keyboard commands are required when more precise settings are called for. Compact mm. procurators also run on connection gears and other mobile devices. Xion uses Bunny, a procurator she made herself. That's right. In this universe, you have custom-tailored Googles, which <laughs> usually listen to your voice, but if you need precision searches, you can use a keyboard. Oh my god. Yeah, the UMN! Uh, still like that, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I thought you would enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, my my procurator would be Clippy. Absolutely. My procurator <laughs> would be Clippy. Not the bonsai buddy? No. No, bonsai buddy is bad. <laughs> my procurator is definitely Mara. My procurator would be one of those like re <laughs> really like lame, like naked dancing desktop girls. Love it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so it turns out that it's uh, Lockshot does uh, boost seal, so it prevents boost. Well, you're stealing my valor, up. Matt. What I looked it up too. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I tried using that against Virgil because I'm like seal sounds powerful, and so I tried a Lockshot on Virgil in the first fight, and it didn't really do anything, so I just didn't try it again. Maybe I just got a bad roll. Powerful is an interesting oh. way to describe a panty peeler. He is immune to seal ether and seal boost. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. If you have goggles, sometimes you feel like, ah, well, I see the weakness and strength list, so I don't really need to analyze. But sometimes casting analyze will give you more delicious material. Oh, I want to shout out the accessory. There's a new, like, see enemy data one, but it also gives HP, which is perfect yes. for Momo. It's great. Mm -hmm. Commercials. Let's do commercials. Commercials. Commerce. All right. Boku no stop. It is oh. our anime pair of podcasts. We have the free version where we are very close to the end of Monster. Very, very close. We might be done by the time this comes out. I yeah. don't know. That's the soon to be free version. 
<laughs> to be free for, for Chris, for Chris, uh, because I'm, it's not finalized yet, but I believe the next one we're doing is Flip Flappers, which is going to be a very different season compared to previous ones. Uh, should be interesting. It was a mistake to let Matt pick. <clears throat> he gets two. Yeah, he does. After that, we would do um, The Woman Called Fujiko Mine, which is supposed to be really good. So It is. It's excellent. I haven't seen that one. I have seen Flip Flappers. It's a very weird 7 out of 10. I love it. Mirror but, emoji. But uh, beyond that, we also have the premium version where we are covering Jujutsu Kaisen, which has been a oh, fuck ton of fun. Fucking kicks ass. Uh, it's really fun. Yeah. It's it's very annoying because neither you or John <laughs> have seen any other shonens that have come out in the last 15 <laughs> years. So you have no idea what all these references it's making are. And it makes me so angry. I just love that. Like, even though I've only seen like five episodes of Bleach. I like the first time I watched the show, I'm like, man, this really feels like Bleach. And, and it turns out I was right. It wasn't just a boss baby moment. Yeah. The show calling it out is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. when the boss baby gets the berserker armor. Yeah. I love when the king kicks the boss baby off the tower three times. <laughs> uh, but other than that, um, mentioned this earlier, but uh, I am writing a review for Okazu for Volume 5 of How Do We Relationship? I'm that should be out by wife. the time this released. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, it's a very, very good series. Really good. <laughs> if Volume 1 ever comes back into stock, I'll fucking read it. Just, just digital. Just, just digital <laughs> Matt is the I already have who... the money down. Fair. Matt, does your garage say stop emailing my wife? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me. I have a website you can look at for all the various projects I do on and off network, hellscaper.com. You can listen to music I make on SoundCloud at Catastrophizer or on Bandcamp, my band with my friend Nick at canonandevarin.bandcamp.com. You can listen to Ryan Eyes podcast, Icons and Icons, by visiting our Patreon at pitchdrop.cash and kicking in as little as a buck a month. It's this podcast, but about Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO. That's all until next time when we'll be talking about everything until disc one is over. Peace out, fuckers. Peace. See ya. And wait for tomorrow.